This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What is God teaching us when He proclaims in the book of Isaiah, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength? As Pastor Ray explains in today's message entitled, Mastering the Art of Waiting, God is referring to patience and the spiritual truth that it is always a wise thing to wait to hear from God before making any important life-changing decisions. He reminds us that every decision we make in life is either bringing us closer to our ultimate destiny or taking us further away from it. And at times when it seems there is only silence, recognize that like an aircraft above a storm, God may have us in a holding pattern, protecting us from the disaster of a crash landing. We're reminded that God does not operate on our timetable, nor is every idea a God idea. But if it doesn't include God, it is absolutely the wrong idea. And we were talking about uh, the subject of waiting, the four-letter word. How many of you know that four-letter word? It's not a curse word. But to some people, it feels like a curse because we don't like the word wait, but God does have the word wait in the Bible. And it's not a bad thing to wait on the Lord, amen? It's a good thing. We saw a verse in the book of Isaiah last week that said, uh, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So, you know, sometimes waiting on God is a good thing, even though for some of us it can be uh, a torture or torturous. Um, it is a good thing because it ought to be a time of restrengthening and getting our strength back and sort of getting our focus back and our vision back sometimes. And uh, if you're in pursuit of something, if you're in pursuit of a dream, how many in this room are in pursuit of a dream or in pursuit of something? L let me put it this way. How many of you see a better life up ahead than the life you have right now? You may have a great life now, but how many of you see even a better one? Don't you know God wants you to have the very best? And uh, that's the God we serve. Well, in pursuit of our dreams and our vision and that better life, there are going to be times, um, and I found this in my life, and you tell me if, if, if this makes sense, but there have been times of silence where I just could not hear God for anything. And I, I often thought there was something wrong with me. Like, you know, God, how come I can't hear you? I mean, I know you just have something to say to me today. I know you have some supernatural direction you have something to impart to me today. And I would spend sometimes, you know, you know, not hours, but, but great amounts of time trying to hear the voice of God. And I come to find out that often and in our walk as Christians or as a believer, uh, there are those silent times where you don't hear anything. And you know what I found out? It's okay if you're not hearing anything. Give me a better amen than that. Uh, there are often times when God just wants you to be in sort of the wait mode or the wait pattern. Uh, you know, planes, when, when there's bad weather, uh, they put them in a holding pattern up above the storm and they hold them in that pattern until it becomes safe for that plane to land or they redirect them to a place where it can be safe for that plane to land. Sometimes we are in a holding pattern 
And I felt like that many times in my life where I was, I felt like I was stuck. Let me tell you what, if you're, if you're doing everything that you know to do, if you are believing, you know, continuing your walk of faith and believing the Lord for all of your needs and wants and desires, and you're living a good and a clean and a holy life, and you're doing everything that you know to do, and you feel like you are stuck, uh, you probably are in God's holding pattern in your life. Because it is not safe yet for you to reach your destination or to land where God wants you to land. Uh, maybe it's just not time yet. There are things that God needs to do in our lives. There are adjustments that God has to make. There are things sometimes that God doesn't necessarily have to do in your life, but he has to prepare somebody else to receive you. Oftentimes, you know, God has something that he, uh, you know, a particular person or a particular place that he wants to use in your life, but that person or that place is not ready yet to receive you. So often when we're in this holding pattern, we shouldn't freak out. We shouldn't get upset. We ought to rejoice knowing that we're doing the best that we know to do. We're honoring God, loving God, living for God, living clean as we can and and doing the best that we know to do. And we ought to just rejoice and thank God that he has us firmly fixed in the palm of his hand and that everything will turn out in his time frame. I totally and absolutely believe in times and seasons. I believe that we, we, we move in, in the time frame of God and in the seasons of God. And sometimes it's just not the season for certain things to happen yet. And we shouldn't be frustrated. We should go on living our lives joyfully, rejoicing, full of the presence of God, excited. Because I'm going to tell you what, when you're in a holding pattern, you, you, you know, you're not supposed to be in this holding pattern or this waiting period all anxious and fretful and upset and worried because most of the time we think that we've done something wrong because things aren't progressing. I've learned that when things aren't progressing and I'm doing my very best, I just need to sit back and chill out. Turn to somebody and say, chill out. Take a breath. It's going to be all right. I found out that all the while, while I'm in this waiting period, in this holding pattern, you know, I ought to be rejoicing. I ought to be lifting up a, a, a shout of praise to God. Because I ought to have expectancy in my heart because I know God is going to do something good. I know he's going to give me the desires of my heart because the word already says it. Delight yourselves in the Lord and he will, not might, he will give you the desires of your heart. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father of life. God wants to give us good and perfect gifts. God wants to do that which you are seeking him to do in your life. He wants to do it. He has a plan to do it. But I found out something. He usually has a time frame in which he will do it and an appointed time in our lives when he will get the job done. The fact of the matter is he will get the job done. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, a hallelujah or something. So... Some of the troubles, some of the problems that I have seen and things that have upset me over the course of my years of ministry is how many people have just gotten so out of whack, off course, crash landed because they would not just sit in the holding pattern for a while or they wouldn't stay in the weight pattern for a while. And it became, you know, I've seen over the course of my years of ministry, people that really got into a mess because they just were impatient, trying to hurry up things. And instead of, you know, getting the blessing of God, they made a mess for themselves. And one of the things that we're going to have to be um, 
just peaceful about is that God has our lives in his hands and that he is ordering the steps. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Listen, I don't want to take any of my steps. I want the Lord's steps in my life. How many of you would agree with me? I, I, want, to, I want to step to, 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 the, to the voice of God, not to the dictates of my flesh or the dictates to, uh, of someone else. I, don't, I, want, I, want, I want to know that the steps I'm taking and the direction I'm moving in is being led and driven by the Spirit of God because then I'm going to have success in whatever I do. I'm going to make less a mess in my life. I've seen in my years people do stuff out of the proper timing of God or out of the proper season of God or, or the proper season of their life, and they have, they have actually made such a mess that they have actually delayed the blessing that God intended for them because they acted impetuously instead of just waiting on the Lord and getting that direction from God and being okay, being content in the holding pattern for a while. There's nothing wrong with being in the holding pattern for a while. Like I said, planes are usually put in that holding pattern because uh, they're trying to avoid a disaster because if they try to land in that bad weather, they could crash and burn and die. And for many of us, if, if we land this too, long, too soon, if we try to get to our destination before it is the right season or, or the right timing in God's mind, we could crash land instead of gently touching down safely. And, and I've seen in my years so many people crash land and then, you know, come up like in a quandary wondering what happened. You know, so, so my word tonight, you know, if I were to give this a title and, and just going to kind of be led of the Holy Ghost, because I've just got a whole bunch of scriptures here and I don't know how many I'll get to you, but, but I want to call this or minister to you mastering, mastering, because this is something that we have to master, mastering the art of waiting, mastering, learning to master the art of waiting. So, you know, you may be waiting for a, a, a new job. You may be waiting for a financial breakthrough. You may be waiting for a mate. You may be waiting for a career change. You may be waiting for some other natural thing or some spiritual breakthrough in your life. But the, the fact of the matter remains that we've got to learn how to master the art of waiting. While we're in this holding pattern, instead of freaking out, we have, we've got to learn to stand our ground and to stand tough and allow God to do the work that he has to do. Some of us, I'm going to say it again, some of us in this room, you see, maybe the work doesn't have to be done in you. You're already. But the ones to whom God is about to bring you to are not quite ready yet for you. I said it before, but I want to say it again because I believe in my heart that the Holy Ghost wants to speak to some here tonight because some are about to make decisions and make, you know, make some life-changing decisions that could ultimately be wrong. One of the things that I practice in my life, um, I won't make any decision until I have absolute peace in my heart. Amen. Now listen, there have been some times when a certain decision, uh, people tried to convince me, and, you know, speak reason to me. Now, I am a man of reason, but I can never substitute or replace reason for the will and the voice of God. Sometimes the voice of God goes against common sense. And, and people have tried to reason with me, you should do this or do that. But I just didn't feel in my heart that it was the right thing to do. Even though all the reasonable things around me said you should do this. There was something in my heart that said not yet. 
or don't do it quite this way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or just wait a little bit until I reveal a little bit more to you. So one of the things that I practice in my life is that I refuse, and you have to be like this. You have to, you have to refuse to su- submit or succumb to the pressure of people or of voices, you know, whether they be, you know, demonic voices or any other kind of voices in your head that want to get you off course and off base. You have to refuse to act impetuously and to learn to wait on God until you get absolute clear direction from the Spirit of God. Now, some may say here, well, Pastor, you know, I've, I've, never, I've never heard God has never spoken to me. I have, I have news for you. When God speaks to you, you are going to know it. You may say, well, I never heard the voice of God. Get ready because he will speak to you because he does speak to his children and you will hear the voice of God and you will learn from that time and time again how to recognize what God is saying and directing to you. But often I found that God just tells us to wait. There have been many things, many things over the course of the 25 years that I've been in ministry I've many, many, many times that I've wanted to do something or, you know, someone, you know, thought it was a good idea and they were willing to help me or pay for it or whatever. And I've had to just reel it back in and say no. And, and I've even had people get mad at me because I wouldn't do what they wanted me to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Anybody have the same experiences I've had? Anybody here have that kind of experience? People get mad at me because they expected me to do something that I just didn't feel was the right timing or the right season to do it. So, so there's nothing wrong with learning and mastering this art of waiting, of waiting and learning to wait before the presence of God for the direction of God. I, I firmly believe with all of my heart that most Christians today are in a mess and a wreck because they're more soul-driven and driven by emotion and feelings in their mind than they are by the Spirit of God. Because if we were truly directed by the Spirit of God, God would never lead us to a mess. He would always lead us to a blessing and increase. Come on, somebody, somebody help me here. I heard Brother Hagin say this years ago and it really ministered to my soul. He said, I'd rather be too slow than too fast. So someone asked him one time, said, uh, Brother Hagin, can you, can you elaborate on that? And this was his response. He said, well, you know, it is easier to catch up than it is to clean up. Some of the biggest messes that I've made in my life is because I was unwilling to just sit and wait for God to make the moves and God to do this and God to supernaturally arrange and God to super, supernaturally position. And I tried to push myself into certain things and I made a huge mess for myself time and time again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, so we, we studied this last week and we talked about it. And that verse in Isaiah uh, says in and I'll just give it to you. You can write it down if you don't have it in your notes from last week. Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. So he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Just when you feel like you can't stand anymore, get ready. When you look upward where your strength comes from, God will strengthen you with a strength that is so supernatural that when you get to the other side of your you know, trouble or the other side of your situation, you're going to look back and say, I don't know how I got through that. How to be God because I know it wasn't me. How many people know what I'm talking about? Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Even strong people fall and get tired. Verse 31, but those that wait or who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And you see, really, those that learn to wait on the Lord are going to be more fit to respond to the voice of God. 
Those that learn to wait on the Lord are not going to expend all their spiritual energy chasing jackrabbits down rabbit trails and are going to be ready and prepared to strike with all strength and might because they have taken the time to wait on the Lord instead of just go on nervous energy. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, thank you for the... We're getting better. We got, we got up to eight and a half hand claps. That's wonderful. So those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength because they're taking the time to be refilled and to be replenished and to be strengthened by the very spirit of God. And while you're in that waiting period, that's the time for you to get down and pray and seek God's face and seek his direction. And just know that when the time is right, when the season is yours, when the timing is right, everything is just going to blow right open, wide open for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And uh, so we don't have to push our way into anything. We don't have to push our way into a blessing. We don't have to make it happen. What we have to do is just simply wait on the Lord and know that God has a time and a season. I was thinking about a man named Moses. How many of you know Moses? And in Exodus chapter uh, 2, it talks about the life of Moses. And here's a man who was well-meaning but was out of the timing of God and made almost made a mess for himself. And in the second chapter of the book of Exodus, chapter 11, it says, Now it came to pass in those days, chapter 2, verse 11, Now it came to pass in those days that when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. Now you have to understand that Moses was a Jew that was adopted by uh, the Pharaoh's family and was raised in the Pharaoh's house. So he was raised an Egyptian, but he was a Jew. And um, so here he's now grown up and he, under, he knows who he is. And it says that he looked out to his brethren, his Jewish brethren, his, and, and it says he looked at their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and he looked that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and said to him or, or hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to one, who did the wrong? Why are you striking your companion? Then he said to them, who made you prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Verse 15, when Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of the Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. Now, we know the story about Moses, most of us in this room. We know that God ultimately called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. So obviously at this time in Moses' life, he got a glimpse. He was feeling something. He was feeling compassion and empathy towards his people, the Hebrews, the Jewish people, for the burden that the Egyptians were putting upon. They enslaved them. They were making, the Egyptians were making the Hebrews make uh, bricks out of mud and straw and work in the sweltering heat. And, you know, they hardly had enough to eat and, and enough to drink. And it was hard labor that was being, being uh, put on them. And Moses saw this injustice, and obviously, you see, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to reach down into these verses a little bit and try to break it. Obviously, he got a glimpse at that moment of what God wanted him to do. He must have had some idea. He had this compassion for his people, and by him killing that Hebrew, that uh, Israel, uh, that Egyptian, was just the first sign of what God probably already was speaking to his heart. But the problem here is that this was not the right timing. This was not the right season. And it may not even have been so much that, that Moses 
was, wasn't ready, although I believe he wasn't because I think he needed to grow and to learn. But chances are that, you know, Pharaoh and the, the Egyptians weren't quite ready yet to receive Moses with this plan of God. So you see, sometimes we get an inkling of what God wants to do in our life, and if we're not careful with that, now you have to understand something, that every, everything that God reveals to us is given to us, and we need to hold on to that thing as a gift from God, because it really is a gift from God. And we have to nurture that thing and protect that thing and be certain that we are not doing anything uh, too soon that could ultimately kill that gift. So what we need to do is to protect those gifts and those callings in our lives and watch over them very watchfully and carefully and wait for God to order our steps so that we can see this thing blow up and see this thing, uh, you know, uh, be, uh, uh, you know, useful in the kingdom. Is everybody with me? So, so here, Moses, uh, now he has to run to the mountains and go in hiding and he hides for about 40 years in the, in, in, in the wilderness up there, you know, in Midian. And he's hiding away because, of course, he feared for his life. And he made a new life for himself up there. But you know what? Even though he was away from Egypt, from the children of Israel who were being enslaved, yet that gift was still in him and that call was still upon him. Because 40 years later, now he has a meeting with God. Now God calls him to himself and says, come here, Moses. You remember the story of the burning bush, the, the bush that was consumed with fire, but it wasn't burned up. It wasn't burning up. It was just a burning bush. Well, God calls him now to himself and he says, okay, Moses, now this is the plan. You can read it for yourself later on on these, these other verses. Says, now this is the plan. Back then, 40 years prior, was not the right time and the right season, but now I'm ready to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt and this is the way we're going to do it. You're going to be my spokesman. So this teaches me something, even though Moses 40 years earlier screwed up, how many of you have screwed up with the will and the plan of God for your life? Praise God that he didn't take the anointing away from him. He didn't take the call away from him, but thus he let him sit in the desert for 40 years or up in the mountains for 40 years in Midian, waiting for this gift and this calling to be perfected in his life. And just at the right moment, how many of you would agree with me that God knows the exact moment of time that he needs you to do what he's called you to do? Ooh, glory. So you see, Moses nearly killed the whole plan that God had for him. But this gives me hope. These verses give me great hope that even though I mess up, because I don't bet you, but I mess up a lot. You know, I, I don't hear God correctly, or I go this way when I'm supposed to go that way. Or, you know, as much as I try to go slow, sometimes I just can't help it. I speed it up a little bit. Come on, God, let's, let's jump ahead a little bit. Come on, you're going a little too slow for me. You know, it's sort of like it's sort of it's sort of like Abraham or Abram before he became Abraham. He was another man that we could use. God said he was going to bear, you know, bring forth a child, and he was going to, you know, all generations were going to be blessed. And he, you know, listen, he he just didn't want to wait. So so you know you know the mess he made. He goes and it wasn't happening with Sarah, so he went and he slept with his one of his uh, maids. Yeah, and, and he brought forth an Ishmael. And a lot of the problems that, and we don't have time to go through a history lesson right now, but a lot of the problems that we are having today in the earth is all because of Ishmael. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors